Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. I am excited about the continuation of our study of this uh, revelation that God had given to me that I entitled The Blueprint of Faith. And it has been a study, basically, of the life of Abraham. And uh, we took uh, that from Romans chapter 4. We started on 13, and we are going through in that chapter to focus uh, on Abraham. The Bible calls him the father of faith. And so we wanted to look at how the father of faith obtained his promise from God. And so um, uh, we looked at, uh, last week we took a look at um, knowing the enemies of your faith. And we kind of uh, saw that in uh, Romans chapter 4, verse uh, 21, I believe, or 20 actually, that um, Abraham, uh, his battle was with unbelief. And uh, I went through the uh, the last episode and uh, we talked about the enemies of our faith, who and what they are and how to combat them. And we saw that um, in verse 20, it it states that uh, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief and his uh, issue was unbelief. But uh, he was strong in faith. How? Giving glory to God. And so um, we are looking at the progression uh, for from Abraham and um, Sarah, how they came together to get uh, their promised son that God said he would give to them. Um, they were old um, and um, they had to learn how to look at... Uh, the supernatural or the unseen and not look at the scene, which is their body now dead, as the scripture, the earlier scriptures uh, spoke of. And so as we are looking at the progression, we are going to focus a little today on verse 21 of chapter 4 and uh, verse 24 of uh, chapter uh, 4 talks about becoming fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able also to perform. And so verse 21 in the progression of um, Father Abraham's uh, journey 
in his walk of faith. Uh, we're going to take a closer look at that today, and um, we're going to dissect and pull examples from other places in the Bible to show you that um, uh, that uh, uh, becoming fully persuaded uh, will always lead you to the revelation God, that God is able to perform what he said that he would perform. So what we're going to do is take a little break and be right back. And uh, we're going to continue after the break about uh, becoming or being fully persuaded. Welcome back to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I'm your host. And uh, we're continuing our study on uh, uh, Father Abraham. The Bible calls him Father. And so um, his um, the revelation, as I mentioned to you, his life as God had showed us um, a step by step in Romans chapter four, how he obtained his um, promise son. And uh, I wrote a book uh, called uh, The Blueprint of Faith, addressing uh, this revelation that uh, God had given to me. And I go into a lot more detail in the book. Um, the uh, subject that we're going to talk about is becoming fully persuaded. So what I'm going to do is just go back into Abraham's life. When we look in Genesis chapters, uh, I think 15, um, you can, um, uh, 17, I think it is, 17 and, and uh, uh, 17.5, we see God now began to do some things to Abraham and Sarah. Uh, he came, he promised them a son, uh, they laughed and all the good stuff, you know, uh, but uh, he then had to start step by step um, uh, bringing them to a place where he his goal was to bring him to a place where he would become fully persuaded that God was able to do what he said he would do, as we read previously. And so in Genesis 17, Abraham, God comes to Abram and changed his name. Follow me a minute. Uh, um, there's, um, there's a reason why I'm taking you back here so you could see what God um, was doing with Abraham. And so he promised him the son, and, um, but his name was, called, was at the time Abram. And so God came, changed his name from Abram to Abraham. That is found in Genesis chapter 17, verse 5. And um, the name Abraham means father of many nations. So God named him what he wanted him to become or what God saw that he was. Um, uh, in God's eyes, Abraham was a father of many nations. In Abraham's eyes, he was Abram. And so... God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, from Sarai to Sarah, and Abraham's name meaning uh, father of many nations. Uh, Sarah uh, is um, a queen, uh, uh, you know, noble woman, that, that type of connotation. So God comes, changes his name. Why? So that now he can... Uh, call those things that are not as though they were Hebrews chapter 
uh, 11 tells us that's what faith is. And so now people are going to become to call Abraham by his name. And so they're pronouncing and announcing who he truly is. As Abraham speaks his name, he is pronouncing or announcing who he is. Who is he? A father of many nations. And so God, in order for us to become fully persuaded, God has to change our confession. And so you have to change your confession from what you're confessing. And so um, uh, the scripture tells us, and it's right here, as I said, as a blueprint, um, and being fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to, to perform. And so my, the question becomes, how did he become fully persuaded? He staggered not at the promise of God, how? Through unbelief, that was his demon that he had to fight, or his, his situation that he had, had to overcome, but was strong in faith, how? giving glory unto God. And as a result of giving glory unto God, he became fully persuaded. And so uh, going back into uh, giving glory to God has a lot to do with your confession and your perception of how you see yourself. And so God, as I mentioned, he uh, had to change Abraham's um, his perspective of how he sees himself, uh, not as Abram, but as Abraham. And so he now changes his name and so that uh, he can now begin to change his confession of who he is so that when Abraham began to worship God and um, uh, uh, pronouncing who he is, uh, being that father of many nations. And so he became fully persuaded as a result. And so my goal is to come and to help you guys to become fully persuaded through um, teaching, showing you that it was it's worship. That's the key to get you to that place. So um, if you look at uh, the book of Psalms, uh, the book of Psalms is an incredible book because uh, uh, David, again, is another person that... Um, you see that uh, God came to him, promised him that he was going to become uh, king and all this kind of stuff. He was anointed, and um, then uh, Saul tried to kill him. All the things that David went through before he became king. And um, some of the things that he, he learned, uh, you can actually see through his writings in the book of Psalms. And um, a lot of his uh, uh, praise and worship came out of the hard times that he, he went through where Psalm, uh, Saul was trying to kill him and all those type of different things that was going on in his life at the time. Uh, Psalms uh, 9, chapter 9, I know is one of the, those. Uh, he, uh, um, David says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will shout. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. And so Abraham uh, got the same revelation. Um, actually, David got the same revelation uh, as Abraham is that it's in the worshiping of God that you get, you become fully persuaded in what he's able to do and what he said he would do. And so Psalms, as I mentioned, Psalms, is a book full of those type um, 
uh, cries of David, declaration that he declares who God is and that uh, he, he, you know, he worships God. Um, and uh, for what reason? Because there's a scripture that he says, fulfill thou thy word that thou hast caused me to put my hope in. And so um, he's on the same path. Of, of Abraham. Abraham again, fulfill thou thy word that thou hast caused me to put my hope in. What word is that that you promised me a son? And so um, we have to learn to praise God uh, in the darkness. Um, uh, I know uh, uh, Psalms, I point to you to Psalms, uh, where David says, I think is in Psalms 21, he says, Thou has given him his heart's desires and has not withholden the request of his lips. Why? The king shall, in verse 1 in, in, in chapter 21, the king shall joy in the strength of the Lord and in thy salvation. How greatly shall he rejoice. And so as a result, thou has given him his heart's desires and has not withholding the request of his lips, Selah. Now, do you are you getting to see the process there? Um, uh, in even in Psalms chapter uh, twenty-one, we see the process that as the king shall joy in the strength of the Lord, as as that uh, verse 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 one, that person focuses on the joy of the Lord, on worshiping God, what happens to him. He becomes fully persuaded, and God does something for him. Thou hast given him his heart's desires. Abraham was that son, and he gave him that heart desire. What is your desire? And so I'm trying to get you to see um, uh, the process and how you can get what you're desiring from God. Uh, Psalms 27 verse 1, it says that the Lord is the light of my, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? See, you begin to worship God um, and you begin to uh, uh, focus on Him. And the focusing on Him is so that you will become fully persuaded. And um, Psalms, uh, I think it's Psalms 30, is a prayer of uh, thanksgiving that David talks about. Um, I will exalt thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up, and thou hast uh, made my feet to rejoice over, over me. And so here is this man just worshiping God. Um, take some of these Psalms. I know there are songs out there um, that... Uh, you have to be very careful, very careful of type of songs that you sing to God. And let me explain why. Um, words, I know there's a debate about words, but words do matter because it's words that build your world. And so Abraham, God is trying to change words, his confession, what we confess, we, we believe. Uh, um, uh, Paul says we believe and therefore we confess. And so God is trying to work on a few things with you when he, when you, you begin to focus on, on your confession. As I mentioned, um, 
watch the words or the songs that you sing. Make sure you're singing songs of faith and not songs of unbelief and all of this madness. The church is packed full with songs of unbelief. Um, I'll give you an example. One day I am uh, I was heading to I was going to to witness. Um, I'm driving in my car and a song came on on, on, on my uh, CD I was playing at the time, um, All Creation Worship You. And so here I am in my car driving, going to Street Witness. You understand what I'm talking about? So I'm going to Street Witness now and I'm singing in my car, All Creation Worship You. How madness, uh, how maddening is that? So God arrests me and he says, that's not true. And now I got tears down my eyes. The song is so good. You know how that is. Uh, you and I, it feels beautiful. It's so emotionally touched that we are crying, tears uh, rolling down our face, uh, um, just not all over the place. And we're singing garbage. Uh, God stopped me and says, no, all creation doesn't worship me. And... Um, he began to teach me in, a, in, in that car, just began to open my eyes of how uh, words matter. And so um, he said, if all creation worship me, why are you going uh, to, to witness? And uh, I was, you know, stupefied um, because we don't think of what we're doing. We just do things because it's being done in the church. And so God arrested me. Um, and from that day forward, I am very careful of the words that I speak, whether it's to my children, whether to my friends, my family, whatever, uh, because the Bible says that God will judge us accordingly, uh, what we say. Why? Because the Bible tells us that the power of uh, death and life are in the tongue. So um, uh, he arrested me about uh, what I was saying, and here I am worshiping God with, with, with lies. And the scripture says, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if I'm singing a song, all creation worship you and tears coming down my eyes, I'm lying. Because I'm going in street witness, right? Because those people are not saved and they're not worshiping God. So all creation doesn't worship God and it's not worshiping God. So for me to sing that to him and cry and, and wail and all that stuff is absolutely absolutely uh, being in the flesh, as the Bible would say. So um, you have to be very careful in how you worship him, because now you're worship him so that you will become fully persuaded. You are now looking at what he has done, and you have to learn to confess some of the things that he has brought you out of in your life, some of the things that you've read about, some of the, the, the stories God are, you I've heard because the woman said the woman with the issue of blood she heard that Jesus you know she heard about Jesus and so you're gonna hear things I heard this testimony and you recite that testimony and then you say God I thank you that you did that for my brother my sister and I thank you that you're going to do things in my life and you and you begin to worship him even though and you're looking as I mentioned to you you your surroundings Abraham didn't look consider his body now dead uh, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb but he began to look at the unseen 
and not the seen. And the Bible tells us that, in, that even though the fig tree doesn't prosper, yet will I praise him. And so now you are lifting your eyes up to God, who he is, Lord Jesus, what he's done. And you're thanking him. You're worshiping him. You're getting on your knees in spirit and in truth. And then I guarantee you, people, the progression is you will become fully persuaded. You confess that word that you're believing for. But Father, you said, and you said, and as parents, we know that if our kids um, ask us something, I mentioned something about my granddaughter to, to, to once before. My granddaughter would say, pinky promise. And so, you know, God pinky promised with us to the point where he sent his son and offered his son up as a living sacrifice to pay the price for all of us. It was a pinky promise. And he even pinky promised and said, I'm not going to destroy the earth with, with flooding. I'm going to put a, a rainbow so you could see my pinky promise. Um, he's serious about this. The Holy Spirit left um, uh, the throne of God to come here uh, as part of the pinky promise to 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 teach us and to to get us to become who we truly are as the sons of God. Um, in in remind me of Psalms chapter uh, 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 I think it was thirty four says I will bless the Lord um, at all times His praises shall continually be in my mouth My soul shall make her boast in the Lord and humble shall uh, shall hear uh, thereof and be glad and so. Another part of that, I remember, it goes on. This is a song that we sing. Uh, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. All of my fears. And so some of us, the demons that we are fighting is the spirit of fear. And here is a, a scripture of dealing with fear. And I went over and I talked to you about all the different, um, the different uh, 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 enemies of our faith. And the Bible tells us here how to conquer the spirit of fear. And how do we do it? Pretty much the same thing, the same way that we do everything else. He says, I sought the Lord. And he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. How do you seek, seek God? You seek him through his word. You get into the word. You get into praise and worship. And it says that he will deliver you from the spirit of fear. Just like Abraham had to. It says Abraham was not uh, weak in faith. And it tells you um, through unbelief how. But he was strong in faith by giving glory unto God. It's the same prescription, guys. Um, you know, and so... You and I have to learn how to focus um, on the Word, on worshiping God. There's an excellent story in the Bible, in Joshua chapter 6, I believe, when um, the, the, the battle of Jericho, how did they win that battle? It was praise and worship. They walked around the wall a certain amount of time. God told them how many times to walk around. Then he says, blow the trumpets and shout. And so um, that's uh, uh, um, another blueprint 
of uh, of victory with praise and worship. The walls of Jericho fell because of worship. Sound, um, and it goes into all the vibrations of sound and how the vibration of sound destroyed uh, the walls that were placed in, in around Jericho. And so the the songs the vibration of sounds uh, uh get into the realm of the spirit and it breaks down all the walls that are around us and so the enemy hates it he hates when we worship god um actually yeah, the bible says he used to deal with that he used to uh, deal with the worship of god he used to handle all of that because of how he was lucifer so he understands the power that is in praise and worship and that's why he doesn't want us to do that because he knows he knows personally what the power of praise and uh, uh, worship is all about and how that's the stuff that he got all uh, it caused him to sin. He saw that, the power that was in that. And he said, oh, I want to be just like God. And so he, he, he coveted the, 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 that, that, the, that power that was in the praise and worship. And it caused him to fall, caused him to, to, to sin in his heart, stating, I want to become just like God because he wants that praise and worship. He wants it bad. And that's what it's all about. And so everything that he does. And so if we now turn to God and give him his place and um, uh, uh, you will see yeah, and understand, uh, uh, you know, uh, that God will, is able to do what he says he will do. Psalms 34 is about praising God for deliverance. Um, if you go to, like I said, the book of Psalms, um, it's just loaded with uh, um, scriptures on praise and worship. We talk about the disciples when they were thrown into to prison. How did they come out? They were praying and worshiping, and the angels came. There's power, guys. There's power in praise and worship. Um, it uh, moves heaven. It moves the earth. <laughs> and so uh, we uh, have to focus on that aspect of it because God changed his name so that he can change his confession so that when people call Abraham they're confessing they're calling those things that are not they're calling it in and so as you and I begin to call those things that are not and we begin to to praise and worship God and what happens is that we started seeing his bigness his greatness and we lose ourselves within that, where we're not looking at our shortcoming. We started to look and we see things like this, um, that, you know, you, you gain strength through his joy. The Bible talks us about, tells us about that. The, the joy of the Lord is my strength. We become strong as we begin to see, as we begin to glorify God, begin to get strong in our belief system, in our spirit, in our hearts. And so that when we become fully persuaded that God is able to do what he said he would do, we will turn around and that will manifest for us. Um, uh, um, if you you are going through your situation right now, I challenge you 
to go and begin to truly worship God. I challenge you to worship Him in spirit and truth. Make sure the words that you're singing to Him is not garbage, it's not lies, because He's not going to listen, you know? You know, so you got to make sure and make sure that uh, uh, your words are correct and that when you're offering, you're bringing your offering, even though the fig tree doesn't prosper yet, will I praise him? It's an offering of thanksgiving. You're bringing it and you're just laying it at his God feet. You're on the floor, your hands up, you're worshiping, you're crying, thanking him for life, thanking him for your help, thanking him for the deliverance that he's brought you through, all the things that he's brought you through, your family, your, your children, your grandchildren, um, providing you the work. Um, remember those things that he provided for you. Call on him and thank him for it. Um, you know, uh, uh, the Bible says in uh, Psalms 57, he, uh, the psalmist says, um, I, will, I will cry unto God uh, most high, unto God that performeth all things. And so um, he is the one that gives us the desires of our heart and the bible is all the, the promises that he talks about i'll give you the desires of your heart i mean um he wants to do that he's a father that has pinky promise <laughs> he has tons of stuff and the reason why i'm mentioning the pinky promise is because like i said my granddaughter would come to me and says hey, papa um you got a pinky promise and when you do that you know this is some serious business you just can't break that you know and so uh god has done some serious business for on our behalf and um uh, Jesus, him, God, God came up with a plan. Jesus came. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And then the Holy Spirit says, I'll go. Also, the, so the Holy Spirit is here. The Bible tells us, Jesus tells us, he said, I go away. The Holy Spirit came here and has been, uh, uh, came to the church on the day of Pentecost and is still here trying to get us to finish what God wants us to, to do in, 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 you know, um, before the before Jesus comes, and um, there's so much for us to do. And uh, if you look at uh, Isaiah, um, the book of Isaiah tells us about the things that we have to do. And um, there's so much. It, it uh, Jesus comes, he picks up the Bible, and he reads it, and he's and uh, he goes straight to the book of Isaiah, and um, he. Goes, goes to the scripture. The Bible tells us he he opens it to um, I believe it's uh, uh, um, Isaiah chapter sixty one, where he says that the spirit of of the Lord is oh, the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me uh, to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to the bind to bind up the the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and opening of the doors to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord closes the book. It's our ministry is from continues in the chapter in verse chapter two all the way down. That's what you and I have to do. There's a lot of work that we did. You know, the Bible talks about the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all the mourn, to anoint unto them the mourn 
uh, that morn in Zion to give them unto them beauty for ashes, oil uh, for joy for mourning. There's a bunch of stuff we got to do, people. And uh, one of the things as you begin to see and study this word is that God loves you and he wants to give you the desires of your heart. He said that he will. And so, uh, but there's a process by which we have to uh, get to it. And that process is what we're studying. And we see that as uh, Abraham becomes fully persuaded that God was able to, um, to uh, you know, perform what he had promised. You know, that's when. And so at that point, and we're going to continue later on in the next, uh, um, uh, the next podcast. But it says is at that point. When you and I become fully persuaded that God is able to, to perform what he had promised. It says at that point, <coughs> excuse me, it was imputed to him for righteousness. We become, the Bible says, we become righteous through faith. And God will give us everything that we ask. Um, this study, as I mentioned to you, is just basically looking at um, Abraham's life through uh, uh, Romans chapter 4. Um, we started at 13 and we're going all the way through um, to the end of the, um, uh, that chapter. And what we're doing is following, looking at his life. How did he get his promise? What did God do? And so forth. I'm touched a little that um, God began to change his name, so it changes his confession, which give, bring, he's able now to, to pronounce and speak in truth. Because when he was talking, Abram, that's not truth. Abraham is. And so God, those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. And uh, you will become fully persuaded, and you will receive your promise. And so, brothers and sisters, it is time for you and I to begin to take this word that we have uh, I'm bringing to you and for you to get it, get what God had promised you, your children, your family, get it, bring it uh, into existence so that you can enjoy your life. And uh, again, this is Ken Primus at uh, the Blueprint of Faith. I urge and ask you to subscribe to my podcast so that you and I can continue to study the Word of God. Uh, right now, we're just dealing with uh, the blueprint of faith, but um, we will continue to study the Word. We will learn of God's uh, uh, greatness, His revelations that He has in store for us. What is it, what we need to do, and how we need to get it. Um, thank you so much, and I will see you next Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like.
You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.